Because our lead character, Ella, has gone through a period of incarceration and she is trying valiantly and struggling to adjust to life on the outside, we have become really interested and passionately now focused on supporting programs around the country like that program that is about to be launched in Phoenix, Arizona by Sharon Ray. And Sharon, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Sherry. Sharon Ray works as a family and life coach, educating, inspiring parents and children to live together with love, respect, and cooperation. She is the founder of the global movement, No Judgment, Just Love. Sharon invites us to move beyond judgments that divide us and to consciously lead with love in our thoughts, words, and actions. Welcome, Sharon Ray. Your program, it's the most beautiful title, Welcome Home to Family, Restoring the Whole Family After Incarceration. Yes, ma'am. A little bit about my background and why this is so important to me and where I have the skill set, the education to be able to facilitate this conversation. I am yes. a, a life coach certified and I've been working for 12 years, not only in Arizona, but throughout the country and the world because we now have Zoom. <laughs> And I am trained in ACEs, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences, delivered by Phoenix Hospital. And it helps families understand that between zero and um, 18, if a family's experience around that child is something other than stellar, then things happen to that child's mental development, their emotional development, and as they grow up as adults, they have a more challenging time making decisions, using, not using drugs to cope, unless they have some intervention along the way. So in my programs, I work a lot with parents of families moving through divorce, families that are raising teenagers, grandparents raising their grandkids, dads taking on a new role. So I have an abundance of respect and appreciation for families and experience helping families move forward. So when I look at the justice system, I see that in a similar way as I see family. When people are incarcerated, there's a moment in time when they are not with their family. Now, family is described as either your blood relatives, the people that come to visit you, those that are your friends that you consider family, or some people that you've adopted as your family. So there's a wide range definition for that. And so when people that are incarcerated are getting ready to come out, my project focuses on the family because mm -hmm. there are so many other organizations that do such an excellent service helping the justice involved person become whole. That same care and education isn't happening with the family members so far as I understand. And so I find that there's a big gap in the circle of services that surround this incarcerated person getting ready to be released back into society where appropriate, focused, compassionate, educated attention on the family is warranted. 
the family is the foundation, hopefully, someone in their world has a foundation of wanting to receive them back, yeah. receive them back home. That's why the title is Welcome Home to mm. Family. As I work through this program, there is a relationship between the individual person in the family and the family as a whole, because we have to begin with ourselves. It's very yeah. difficult to give something to someone else that we don't have within ourselves. So my global movement to the world is a, a phrase called no judgment, just love. And that is how this program begins with an, an ex exposure to that concept. And what that concept is, is we all judge all the time. And especially in the environment of a family receiving someone who's been in jail, that is a judgment right there, not only in their own mind, but from everybody in society. And so what No Judgment Just Love invites you to do is to go ahead and judge, because we do that all the time, but take a pause in between your judgment, not only of yourself in your head, but of everyone else outside you, and then choose deliberately to lead with love in your thoughts, in the words that you speak, and the actions that you take. And my experience over the seven or eight years I've been doing this and allowing people to explore it, this truly does help us relate to each other better. I did have an experience here in Arizona working in Perryville Women's Prison. And a lot of the components of this program are already tested for the past four years with the women who are incarcerated. So, and I've received a lot of comments from them about the usefulness of all of this and the ability for them to see themselves new. You know, uh -huh. so the program starts off with a structure that certainly may not be long enough because it's new, it's a pilot. I'm not sure how many people will need more time, but this okay. is once a week for two hours each session for six weeks. So that'll be 12 hours of opportunity for me to facilitate and engage with the members of the family. So I'm engaging with the family. And in those, between those weeks, there'll be practice assignments for everyone who's participating so that this doesn't become just a plop some information every week. It's provide information and then provide a practice time for what we've just exposed them to. And then the beginning of each next session that they come back, they get to share their experiences with the group because group learning is, is just as valuable as individual learning. And so it starts out, like I said, with no judgment, just love. And then we talk about who you are. Do you know who you are? There are those of us walking around the world that haven't ever had a moment to think about, what is my reason for being here? What do I like? What do I not like? Where am I still angry about things? Where am I excited about things? So they really get a focused time to explore who they are, which we don't really make time for that often in our society. The second part of the personal development is like I said, ACEs. So without yes. judgment, they get to explore what events have happened in their family history with this person that is incarcerated that would not be a healthy upbringing for them. Something that they just can be aware of 
And if they choose, they can get some extra help to work through that. But just bringing awareness to that. And then I start building everyone back up. So we have this exercise where we do I am uh, affirmations. And when you say I am, you're embracing that that's who you are. So I'm reminding them that in my facilitation experience and desire, I see everyone as magnificent. Yes. Everyone. Yes. It's similar to Michelangelo when he has a block of uh, uh, marble that he wants to chisel. That perfect person is already in that marble. And he just has to chip away everything that's not that perfect person. Mm -hmm. And that's how I see everyone in this program. The third, fourth, and fifth weeks are coping skills and helping them with emotional intelligence. So there are things like understanding the value of patience, understanding conscious communication. How do I deliver what I wanna say to someone who doesn't use the same words I use or has history of not hearing me and understanding. So I really sure. teach how, how to talk, how to be affirmative, how to um, have solutions, because this is gonna happen when you get emotionally triggered conversations. Sure. So you might say something to your loved one who's just coming out um, and it just triggers something in them. Yeah. Very quick story, a friend of mine who was incarcerated and in, in that environment, it's very structured. You don't get to make a lot of decisions. Decisions are made for you. Mm -hmm. And when he came out, his friend was so excited to take him to the store to buy underwear. And he was anxiety ridden once he got to the store. What size, Ooh. what color, what style, what material? How do, how, how do I choose? I haven't had the experience of choosing anything for years now. Wow. So just that minor little thing, which is not a little thing to him, but to a family member, it may, may seem like, well, what's the matter? You, I'm just going to help you find some new clothes. And so to, giving, to give them the tools to be able to communicate and not go yeah. down that continued battle of a triggered conversation. There's also coping skills for stress and anxiety and fear of change. I mean, this is a big change, having someone come back into the fold that hasn't been there for an amount of time. And how do you fit them into this environment that's been consistent for however many years and let them feel like they're welcome? Yep. You know, you're not just making a space begrudgingly. And then moving from in their own lives, because this is something that the person who's been incarcerated hopefully is working through, and that's what we did in Perryville, moving from the victim mentality. You know, this, is, this happened to me and I'm no good and I, I can't achieve to being victorious. And then the huge importance of forgiveness. Ah, yes. <laughs> what is forgiveness? Why is it valuable? How do you do it? What is the benefit? All of those things we go through in this program. And then at the end of the program on the sixth session, now you've had hopefully at least one new skill, one new perspective shift from this time we spent together. And now we get to create a family mission statement or motto. 
that is when they, they're writing the letters introducing themselves? The letter comes after that because it, it was my idea when I was working with Perryville and those were the women that were inside to give them an opportunity to write to their family and let them know how they've changed, how they haven't changed, how they've forgiven themselves. Just talking about giving their family the benefit of this is who I was, this is who I am, and this is who's coming home to you. Mm-hmm. And so reciprocally, I'm giving the family that same opportunity, each individual person. When you left, this is where I was angry. This is where I was hurt. This is where I was confused. This is where I was sad. And in that time, some of those things haven't changed, but some things have. And so let me share with you where I've grown and my hopes and dreams for when you come home. Beautiful. Another piece of it that you added mentioned very recently was that that the person who has served the time has gifts to give yes we are all valuable no matter what experience that we've had it is going to be different than someone else and so if we can mine the jewels of that experience that everyone not everyone but many people look at as a horrific time being in prison if we can mine the goodness and the little pearls of wisdom from that person and the similar pearls of wisdom from the family, now it's a balanced education. Both people are scholars. Both entities, the family and the individual, no one feels like, oh, they're just trying to teach me everything and I don't have anything to give. That is so not true. The person's that I have spoken to that have been, been incarcerated in a healthier trajectory realize I learned how to live in a closed environment. I learned mm-hmm. how to function in something where I didn't have as many physical freedoms, but I always had mental freedom and emotional mm-hmm. freedom and spiritual freedom. So even mm-hmm. though to the outside, it looked like I was debilitated or I was incarcerated to a depth of depression. I was actually thriving and learning and helping others. I learned that I could help others and that made me feel good. So there are things that both sides, both the the person who is coming home and the family ready to receive them can benefit from each other. What are we, where are we looking to partner this program? Um, The program. You know, there, there is churches, absolutely, because many churches have a prison ministry. And um, in any environment, somebody is touched by an incarcerated person. So if you meet them where their communities are, uh, you know, that's a safe place for them to divulge that that is their family circumstance. And um, I think churches have that close opportunity for people to feel safe to do that. Now, my program does not have a religious aspect to it. So if that's what a church would want, we could figure out how we could make that work. I'm very respectful of that. But the whole program is not only for churches, uh, for a religious perspective. 
I also sure. thought uh, the other day I had a conversation with someone about uh, probation. So the probation centers are, instead of going to prison, you get to go to probation to see how you're going to manage whatever this thing you did that was inconsistent with being a good citizen. And right. so those families have a similar opportunity to receive yes. this person back from probation, just as if they were incarcerated. There's not, I mean, it, it just needs to be everywhere. It needs to be everywhere. And what we, what we want to do is get it going, get it Absolutely. started. And we can direct people to our website where we're going to definitely have your contact information, but you can also just please give it here. Come to email me, uh, I have a Gmail address. It's Sharon Ria, <laughs> S-H-A-R-O-N-R-E-A-A-Z for Arizona at Gmail.